like a good idea at the time. The podcast that like is should basically be starting a new season. It's been so long <laughs> since we've released an episode. Um, I am one of the co-hosts, Caroline, and I thought it was a good idea to go on a family vacation. It was, but to come back on a Monday and let me oh. tell you how that has set my week going. Oh, not well buddies. Not well. I, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and it's Thursday. So like to get your week going, it's yeah. it is Thursday. Uh, it's rough. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But yeah. who are you? I am the other co-host. My name's Mallory. And I thought it was a good idea when my six-year-old came into my bed last night at three to mm-hmm. just make room. Yeah. I didn't want to get out. I did not want to bring him back. Uh, and then at five, is when I was like, no, I really need him back in his bed. So, you yeah. know, caffeine you know, is blessed today. I can't tell you I'm drinking like a room temperature diet, Dr. Pepper. And oh. I would tell you what number this is, except for the shame and the lack of counting them at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, and also it's like not good. I literally just got <laughs> off the Peloton late to this recording. Sweat is pooling in my headphones. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what is what will be nice? Lukewarm. A room DVD. temperature semi flat DDP. <laughs> so that's where we are. It is 9 14 p.m. on Thursday. Yeah. But here's the thing. Okay. Is Luke a good co sleeper with you in your new family bed? <laughs> you know, uh, no, he's not. Okay. I mean, so, luckily he went right back to sleep, but like yeah. his, his knees and elbows did not. Mm. See, we have now gotten to the point that it like surprises me if we wake up alone in bed at any (laughs) point during the night. Um, Because like, I always want my girls to feel welcome. Sure. I guess, you know, if they're, I can't remember ever, like maybe two times going to my parents' room and it wasn't like a welcoming experience. It was like, I felt like I was in trouble. And so, and I had really bad nightmares as a kid. And so I, um, I'm like, I never want the girls to feel like they're just, in bed terrified yeah um but unfortunately it's like any number of the six of us that end up in our bed and now they're like so good that they come in and i've never hear them see them feel them come in but i always wake up with like a body on top of me yeah yeah and not like in a romantic way you know what i mean like it's just yeah when it's like no that that foot grew in my body and is now in my (laughs) ear i don't (laughs) Mm -hmm. want that i don't want this i would like some sleep today so mine are like full body snugglers which is very (laughs) sweet yeah for for a minute yeah and so like they're each okay like anna blair's the best one because she's like she always says that snuggling is her hobby yeah and she falls asleep in our bed more nights than not now because she and molly sutton share a room and so the going to bed at the same time as the baby is kind of tricky um but we usually just let her stay because she's like quiet and just you know she snuggles but like politely um but like nora beth is eight and a half now and so she comes in and she'll like literally lay on top of me and i'm like i don't know about this and she's like your body is the first body mine ever knew it needs mm. this. And I'm like, well, who am I to argue with that? Like, it would be like so cold to be like, okay, uh, but not now. <laughs> Get yeah. up. But like there was a cord and it was cut. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. We banked no blood from it. So it is time for you to get on. <laughs> so that's that. But okay. 
Let's talk about like rhythms of the week. Okay. Okay. I don't mean like songs, but I do want to address. So we went to Defusky Island last week. Um, It was our first trip just as a family of six. And a year ago in March was a real low time for us. Um, And so it was nice to have like a redemptive trip and time together or whatever. It was great. If you have not, yeah, if you haven't heard of or been to Defusky Island, it is a mile off of the coast of Hilton Head. You can only get there by ferry and you have to bring everything. There's like a market, but it doesn't really sell a lot of stuff. And there is a restaurant. And then other than that, it's like pretty much like untouched, which was very fun, very adventure. We had a beautiful Airbnb. Anyway, we went Friday to Monday. We got back at like five on Monday. Let me tell you what I did not count on this week. Um, I won't even be able to like list it all. Partially, I, you know, typically work from home, but I had two full day work retreats out of the house. And so yesterday I was gone from 7 a.m. till 9.30 p.m., Today I was out of the house. So that was like work retreat. So already I was like behind the eight ball. There's a cat crawling into speaking of like creatures that need Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Then it was also preschool teacher appreciation week, which I forgot, which is fine. Then two of my two elementary school kids were both terrific kids for their grades this year. The ceremony was this morning at seven 30 at school, which I forgot until the middle of the night last night. And then I was like, Oh, Shit. So we'll have to leave much earlier. I also have this work retreat. So I have to be like very presentable. Then they're in their little uniforms. We're about to go. And Nora Beth was like, isn't it picture day and a dress down day? And I was like, yeah, sure it is. Everyone get undressed. Let me find something like because my kids will default to like costumes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Not that. that. Yeah. And now I have to like make sure your hair is fixed. And we had an Irish dance performance at a retirement home tonight, which was like all fine and nice. And um. Then I forgot preschool teacher appreciation week this week. Did I do anything for our teachers who I adore? Sure didn't. And I didn't send in like pre-filled Easter eggs for the Easter egg hunt Mm. on Monday. And I forgot about it till last night and I could prime them here, but we don't have school on Friday and it's our nanny's birthday tomorrow. And I had her gift, but not packet. You know, it's like all of those like death by a thousand things plus like my actual job that pays me actual money. Yeah. To afford all of those things. I don't know. It's like, it's fine, but I, I feel mean, like a real tizzy. Yeah. Are you, I was going to say, are, are you okay? That seems like so much. Like, I just am picturing, you know, the beginning of Wizard of Oz where it's like the tornado is happening outside. <laughs> yeah. And Dorothy's just kind of sitting there like, what the fuck's happening outside this window? And just like a cow goes by, just all this yeah. true chaos while you're just kind of like, huh. This is going on around me. Yeah. You know, the thing is, and because I pretend that you and the strangers and friends who listen to this um, are my therapist, I don't like to feel in a tizzy about those things because nothing is bad. None of those things individually is bad. None of them is unmanageable. David has been so helpful. Our nanny has been so helpful. I feel so out of my rhythm. Yeah. And then it feels like if I'm out of my rhythm, then I am now thinking of a hundred other things that I would have never thought of to like continue. So all that to say, tonight we got in late because of this performance. So I was giving the girls baths because who knows how long it had been since they'd had those and um, like gave them toast for dinner. And um, I was being very terse with them. And David's like, are you okay? And I was like, I am 
not no. okay. Yeah. And I must work out. Um, I didn't while we were out of town, which felt very great. Um, we were active and busy and fun. And so then I did a workout Tuesday, felt great. Wednesday. Nope. What day is it? Yesterday was Wednesday. Yes, yeah, so yesterday. Was because, you know, this routine, it just caught up with me, the mental health yeah. piece of it. So thanks yeah. for, for bearing with me for a late recording. I needed to just yeah, sweat a little course. bit. Of course. And like I, I texted you on Tuesday when I was on the bike. Ah, um, yes. Just because like, to your point, all of these things are not bad. They are not unmanageable. They are not hard, but also ugh, everything all at once. Yes. And also, you know, like you said, coming back on a Monday. So you already feel like, you know, it's almost that thing where like everybody has started walking already and you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm still here. I'm right, I'm right behind you, but I'm just yeah. not in step. And just, that is such a frustrating feeling. Um, you know, and then Monday, just, ugh, we don't have to talk about it, but just like Nashville, it's horrible. Well, that's the other like, thing that I'm like, I, uh, I don't even know how to process that. And yeah. like, yeah. like many Americans I've taken to my Instagram to try to process it because I'm like, yeah. I have all of these pictures and this trip recap and all of these things because it was so redemptive for us. And I feel yeah. really proud of us. And, but I, I'm also like, who am I to pretend like that Nashville wasn't incredibly affecting on yeah. me. Yeah. I don't, but I, as I said, in my Insta story at some point I was like, but at the same time, like these families will never have new memories again with right. their loved ones. Yeah. So I should put, I don't know. It's all, it's all so, and not that like the struggle is social media, but I don't know how to process those things anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think with social media, it's like, what do you, I feel like everybody does their, okay, these are the, the six accounts that have all said something yes. uh, profound-ish this time, because mm -hmm. it's all the same, and it's, it's all, all the same. same. It just all is. Um, so, like, here are the ones that have said it with a couple different words this time, or yeah, this with time a different- Sharon says so was the <laughs> yeah. one that everyone, everyone shared it. Mm -hmm. And great. And so, it's like, okay, you do that. Like, I called um, my, my representatives, mainly, like- Jeez, we we moved to Connecticut because Chris Murphy is such a, a mm -hmm. pioneer to make gun laws safe for I don't know. Um, it's like we one of the reasons we moved here after Sandy Hook, and so it's like I'm not calling his office to say, "Hey, I need you to support this." He like right. he does he, he yes. writes the bills. Will but yes. you know? But if so, it's like it's this weird feeling of like, okay, call your representatives. It's like, well. My, mine is the one though. He's doing, right. he's doing he is. the thing. So like when I call his office, I usually am just calling to like, thank the 23 year old George Washington Intern, university yes. student mm -hmm. who's hanging out there. Um, and just said like, cause they're doing the paperwork, they're logging the calls, they're doing the copies and the faxes. And I say fax in the year 2023, cause it's Washington. I'm sure it's faxes. <laughs> it's um, like the paper with the perforated edges. Uh, seriously. Yeah. So just calling them to be like, I know he does this. I know he is a champion for this. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm reiterating support for it. Um, and I think the weird one for me this time was like, there's a there's a person in my sphere um, in town who sort of posted something else of like, I just think it's so useless to call your representatives when they're <sighs> already on your side. And I was like, 
mute. Yeah. I just hit mute because I was like, that's, that's like to me. And also, really, are Mm -hmm. we doing this? I think the least helpful thing is to maybe like split hairs about, is this, is this performative constituency or am I actually calling people who are doing good work? And I think there are just so few things that we can do. And Mm -hmm. I feel this like pent up and maybe that's part of it too. Like, uh, at this retreat work retreat I went to this week, uh, today we had someone from public safety talking about here's how we would respond in an active shooter situation and here's what we would do. And he acknowledged, um, you know, Nashville and how common and showed all these stats and like, Obviously, I've seen all of those this week, but something about sitting in a room where I realized someone could come in here while we're talking about <laughs> yeah, this. And do this, yeah. um, I don't know. And I watched the body cam footage. Did you watch the body cam footage? <sighs> Without sound. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched it um, twice, actually. I wanted to see the full thing um, for a few different reasons. And partially, I just wanted to like feel something different about it. Like, yeah. because I feel like right now it's everything is like, let me just read the headline and read the stats and feel real helpless and yeah. be more scared than ever to send my kids to school tomorrow. And, you know, like my oldest is almost nine and there's just all yeah. of those things. And we just did that. We just did this with Uvaldi and I would not let myself watch any Uvaldi stuff after no. the details came out. I, I no. could not. This I did. Um, but, you know, I I think there's like this sense of existential dread that comes with it where I feel like everyone yeah. feels closer and closer to home. You know, Uvalde, the kids were my oldest age. Um, Nashville is, is closer geographically. Sure. And one of my friends goes to that school. He's yeah. in kindergarten. And I'm like, it all just feels inevitable, which yeah. like what a horrible <laughs> way to be like, all right, this is just what we do, but what yeah. can I change? And yeah. if my, my representatives is the one thing I can do, even though in this state, they just struck down a permit law today that would make getting today. them harder. <laughs> like the, actually the governor okay. vetoed the law and they overturned his veto. So I'm like, I don't know. And Delightful. he, Delightful. yeah, and 11 days ago. So 11 days before Nashville, he had given our state of the state where statistics show that children in North Carolina are 51% more likely than the rest of the country to um, encounter a school shooter. And I was like, well, Jesus Christ, that feels fine. But what, do, what do I do? What do we right. do? I don't know. Right. right. And it's, uh, it is just like one of those, you know, my, my mom called me Tuesday. Well, I called her and she was like, I was just going to call you and just cried to me on the phone, basically saying, I'm so sorry, you have to parent like this. I'm so sorry. Even hearing that is like, you know, I know, I don't want to be like an adult that lives like a teenager was, it's harder for us now than it was for you. But I'm like, the thing's that we have had to overcome for our kids feel truly harder. I said that to mom. I was like, look, you had, you know, my mom's in her sixties and like she hid under her desk during the Cuban missile crisis. Like she had traumas in school. Mm -hmm. 
we had 9-11. I was in the locker room at, in mm-hmm. my high school gym. Ugh, what a place to figure yeah, out. It's like, like, like a very visceral smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, we've all had those, those big defining, you know, challenger explosion for, you know, probably my husband and his school years. Like, but I said to my mom, I'm like, but every day wasn't that. You right. didn't send us to school every, you know, she sent us to school with like, the fear was strangers with candy and puppies in a van. Yeah. And like razor blades attached to monkey bars. Right. Like it was very, right. Like looking through the the Halloween candy, not for fentanyl, Mm -hmm. but for, for pins and, you know, like, but let's also do fentanyl too now. Let's do that plus fentanyl. Sure. No big deal. But I just said to her, I'm like, I just, that I can't think of a thing that is similar. Yeah, of course. Like sending your child out into the world, putting them on a school bus with an out seatbelt, having the, like mm-hmm. any, any kind of loosening and, and letting that, that tether to your child go, get further and further away is like mm-hmm. terrifying, but it was different. It just was. And just her even saying like, I can't, you know, and I was talking. That was very validating. I it was. That she it really was. That. And she just, you know, I was on my way to Mary Nevin's house and she's like, tell her also like all, all you, moms and dads now with kids in school, like this is not the way you should, like you should be scared about normal shit, like your kid breaking a bone and, and getting their heart broken with friend change. Like it should be those kind of worries. It should not be that they're going to be killed with military weapons Mm -hmm. because really sick, sad people can just buy them and a pack of gum. I got, I mean, two, two points that are not related, but kind of, <laughs> so I remember like, so Nora Beth's kindergarten year was COVID year. Yeah, so like yeah. we went home from preschool in March and then she started in September. And, um, I, I remember at some point telling my mom, I feel like I've lost the privilege of getting to make a decision that feels the best for my child. And Mm -hmm. now I'm living in a reality of what is the least bad thing for my (laughs) child. And like, that's not empowering at all because I'm looking at every bad situation. Like, sure, I could pull her out of school and Anna Blair out of school and homeschool them, except I can't because I work full time. And that's robbing them of so many enriching experiences. We're living in fear. But so like my other options are what, you know, and last year we went on lockdown one day because somebody off the street had walked into our school, which was very weird because we don't live in an area that has like people walking off the street. So the whole thing was very odd and he wouldn't leave and it resisted arrest. He was never a threat to the students at all. I think he was like strung out and wandered from his suburban neighborhood. I don't know. It was all very odd. But getting that text of the school's on lockdown do not come to the school. Uh, and they didn't give any details and I'm not criticizing the school. They did exactly what they should have yeah. done. But, but now your heart, your heart stops beating until it does, you hear for an hour. And like, I'm the PTA president when I remember that I am. And we were like <laughs> sexting in our group chat. Like, does anyone know who's subbing there? Who's whatever. Yeah. Um, but I feel like even that experience, I can't imagine how these families from, Sandy Hook from Highland Park, from all of the places, I mean, the name them are feeling because every time we get a dojo alert that our principal has posted on dojo, which is right. like every day, she just yeah. posts like random things. I'm like, here, we're on lockdown again. Here it is. There's another thing. And 
I'm like, that happened one time and everyone was fine. Right. So I can't imagine how you ever live moving forward when it wasn't fine. But I think, so I follow still like a bunch of like flat earth QAnon type people. Fun. They're also like the homeschool homesteaders that I'm obsessed yeah. with. They're all kind of the same ilk. Yeah. But um, one of them, and there's, there is some like naysaying about these things. One, it's like school is bad. You should only do homeschool. Sure. Um, and like some naysaying about like freedoms of, you know, to own our own militia arsenal at our homes, whatever. Cool. Um, one of them recently um, lost a baby in utero to, and it was horrific, terrible, terrible, yeah. terrible, uh-huh. a genetic condition um, delivered. And this person wrote this long missive about um, now she's welcoming these lost mothers into her fold. And I'm like, please, please, for the love, Oof. how Oof. insulting and thankfully, I've not lost a child. I've had miscarriages, but they were early. I've not lost a, yeah, that. a child. But yeah. I'm like, but to send a nine-year-old to school and have them moan down in cold blood is not the same. It's not the same. Not. And if we try to draw those conclusions that the death of any child is similar, we have we are diluting the point because that is not a natural cause. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not. And so to try to delineate or not even delineate to non-delineate that these things like a child died. Now we're all the same. It's not the same. It's not. It really isn't. It's so is not. Oh, wow. That's just so grotesque to try and, and also I feel like that's such a weird, like tragedy whoring of like, I, Mm -hmm. I am going to put myself in your shoes, even though you're, you know, I'm in flip flops and you're in steel toed boots, but they're both on our feet. So like they, we can both walk on sand. So look at us. It's not. And and I feel like that's this other like weird side effect of social media is like this tragedy porn. And like, look at me, we're, it's like centering on grief. I don't know. It's a lot, but I feel like I can't let myself feel any of that. And so when I got choked up today, like listening to them talk about like the failures of Uvalde, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. it. I can't do it. Um, But on a lighter note, something that really has helped is Gwyneth Paltrow's lawsuit. Oh, God bless. I was going to say there are two, you know, to like move out of like truly the most possible depressing current events. Mm -hmm. There are just Mm -hmm. two triumphant legal pieces of news that are out. Yeah. Um, The first one is is indictment for 45. And we can just put that to the side because. Yep. That's fine. Innocent. Innocent till proven guilty. Let's. Sure. <laughs> Let's say. Sure. Let me also just okay. Let me for anyone that is like a forty five er, which fine. Let me also just. But I am also not like hailing Joe Biden personally, who made the literal worst comments that he could possibly make this week. Be like, yeah. "Where's the ice cream? Kids are dead." So like. Yeah. Let's just let's just indict them all <laughs> and start all, over. I know. So I do want to like be fair to that, that yes. I will not like turn a blind eye to like, let's indict him too. <laughs> 46 also. I don't know. Just throw them all in there. It's all a bunch of doofuses. Just trying to explain it, like talking around it in the kitchen with John and Luke and Eamon are having dessert. And they're like, wait, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, uh, the person who was a president did not, you know, do things that were very fair. You know, I was just yeah. trying to like, keep it super. Oh, I'm going to get into like, well, there was a porn star. Let's talk about that. No, <laughs> it's not going there without my small ones. But I was like, well, you know, like there's some, 
some things he did that people think, you know, weren't fair. And some people think they're, they weren't, they were so unfair that it like, or it he, yeah, it was a crime. And even, and even just looks and goes, Oh, so, uh, he's a bad guy. Yeah, that works. <laughs> like, that works. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Well, when I was talking about it with my girls, they're like, so you don't like him. And I was like, that's correct. And they're yes. like, but you do like the current president. And I was like, also, no. Actually. I was like, yes. as it happens, no. And they're like, so what, who do you like? And I'm like, well, well, I like you one of guys. Peltro. I really <laughs> like, right. like, I like skiing yeah. much like our friend Gwyneth Paltrow. I just was so revived by any of those <laughs> clips. And I'll, and I'll say this too. I, um, you have experience with lightening your hair. I sure. do not. Yes. I've only yes. ever taken my growing out of my head white hair and turned okay. it dark brown. But okay. Gwyneth Paltrow's hair is not a good yellow. Can we agree on that? Yes, okay. correct. And mine, because I only use like 1992 Clairol Frost and Tip that is not in production anymore, Got but it. I subscribe and save it from Amazon. <laughs> so mine is not looking like great right now, but I did feel like, look at me. I look like I use goop. Like yeah. I, yeah. suddenly I'm rich, just like exactly. Gwyneth. I just, um, do you yeah. want to explain this for anyone that missed, <laughs> that missed it? Yeah. For anyone who hasn't I hope seen there's it. there's a true crime podcast that comes out of it. I would, oh, I would Matt devour all of, <laughs> I would devour that. Um, uh, it basically is a man crashed into Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. while she was standing and he was downhill skiing. Mm-hmm. And then he realized he crashed into a famous person and alleges she crashed into him. Suit. This was like <laughs> pretty open and shut to me. But like okay. cool. Um, which I guess this happened in like 2018, so it was a while back. But he like sued her for like millions of dollars in damages. <laughs> and then the, I guess I don't know if that one got thrown out, but he sued her for like three or five million dollars, and then was like, uh, actually, how about like. $300,000. That one doesn't sound good to you. No problem. Counter zeros off. I don't know. So she basically was like, not having it. She was like, bitches, hold my jade egg. Here I come. Uh, and counter sued him for basically just covering her legal costs and mm-hmm. one single dollar, which is yes. obviously a flex made famous of, you know, recently of Taylor okay. Swift counter suing someone Excuse who was you. slander her. Excuse you. In cross-examination, she was asked specifically if she was influenced by Taylor Swift, and she said she didn't know about that. Mm -hmm. Then when pressed if she and Taylor Swift are good friends, she said, we know each other. I've taken my kids there to her concerts. There, yeah. I wouldn't say it's there. There to Taylor Swift. I wouldn't say we're good friends. And that is only the tip of the iceberg of this case. Yeah. Truly is. And, uh... And just, you know, some of, just some of the, I don't want to say the one-liners, that's not even right, but it's just some of the things Gwyneth Paltrow says, you're like, oh girl, you are, I think you are so justified in your position here. And also, God, you are out of touch. You are so rich. You are so rich and fancy. So so rich. To the point, like I like Gwyneth Paltrow and like I know that she's like a satire of herself and like new age living, whatever. I get it. And yet I am so here for it because it's almost past the point of pretentiousness Yeah, because she has no clue 
about the realm in which other people live. So, yeah. you know, I feel like when you're pretentious, you like know it and want to flex against it. And yeah. she's like, literally, who are you? Yeah. Like when the attorney whose name I don't even know, but should have her own reality oh, show she was, was a, like, a riot. Oh man. was like, and would you consider yourself a good tipper? Like Gwyneth was having a romper room on that stand. Oh, yeah. Like she loved being questioned by this woman because it. I need more of it is what I'm saying. I a verdict to... was announced today, yes. Thursday. Yes. So it is the end of the content, which does make me very sad. I want more of it. Yeah. And she's friends with Ryan Murphy. So like he can just go and make this really vampy. Imagine if he made it starring, who was it that played Nurse Ratchet, who's dating Holland Taylor? Oh, oh Sarah, uh, Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. What if Sarah Paulson played like a creepy dark version of Gwyneth Paltrow and they made it like in the style of American crime? Injected into my veins. <laughs> I would mainline that so hard. Ryan on the phone because if that is not my summer 2023 binge watch, I don't. I, I don't, don't want TV. I don't want TV. And Reese Witherspoon will executive produce because she's got to pay for that divorce. Which she's, got, she's got to pay for the divorce, <sighs> and which you know that's sad. Yeah. But allegedly, according to Dumois, who I know you don't follow because we talked about it last time, she and Tom Brady are dating. Which. uh what, WH mm-hmm. what? What? And, what and like okay all right yeah, sure like get it Reese first get of all Reese. like yeah. I don't know it's there's a lot happening in the upper echelons of Hollywood yeah. um Mindy Kaling won an award yeah. from Joe Biden and it wasn't just Jenny's ice cream it was a medal of honor yeah. for her work but Mindy Kaling. Okay, let's talk about this. This was not on our list. Nothing okay. was on our list pre-approved. Yeah. <clears throat> so for one of my works, uh, I have been doing some looking into Ozempic, right? Okay. People really love Ozempic yeah. and love to not love Ozempic. Mm-hmm. And she is one that comes up over and over and over again because she's lost a significant amount of weight very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and people are saying it so critically of her. And... I am not I am not pro Ozempic by any stretch of the imagination, especially because of what I now know medically about it. But I do want to know where we start and stop criticizing or celebrating someone for their body positivity. Right. So Mindy is clearly proud of how she looks. She's been posting a lot of thirst trap pictures, and I love that for her. But I feel like people are critical because she was not a standard celebrity size and now that she's lost weight people are feeling like but wait you are a body positivity person you you were like me why are you different now right you're kind of like Rebel Wilson or Adele some of these that were like you know larger than two size two right but I want to know like but what if they just feel better this way (laughs) like what if it's not like conforming to a standard they just feel better smaller yeah are they less body positive now? Is like body positivity only if you're above a certain size? Right. I'm very confused by this movement of yeah. body positivity and what the constraints of it are. Yeah. That's very interesting. I have not been on that Mindy Kaling track. I've kind of been on mm-hmm. this like other side of like, hmm, is she funny? 
Does she write uh, the same story? I read all I read over. all those articles. Yeah. Yeah, people which, are kind of you know, like giving some Mindy backlash. Yeah, which okay. I would rather I would rather uh do a critical look at this the characters she seems to just be recycling through all of her Which work, are all the same character, yeah. Which like hello, uh any Woody Allen movie, he's the same character. But I feel like, like which Spahn, is not to not to equate them right. at all. But like, yes, people can be cut, typecast. People can be. I mean, Vin Diesel. Any, yeah. like any of these people are just like in the same role all the time. Sure. Um, well, Vin Diesel literally is because there are thirty seven. Yeah. yeah, and I'll watch all of them. Um, fast thirty seven furious. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just so I guess it's like I would I would rather do a. And an analysis or like a deep dive on like the merits of her work versus mm-hmm. is she skinnier than she was before? Cause like, in the, I don't know. I, which is not to like, how do I say it? To, what I'm about to say is going to sound like dismissive of your question, which is not what I intend. No, you're good. But it's also kind of like, Oh, do we have to talk about people's bodies at all? You know? Yeah. You know, how do we, how do we like, let's say she puts, I don't know, let's say she lost 10 pounds and she puts 10 pounds back on in the next year. There's going to be a whole nother round of like, oh, she's gained it all back. What went wrong? But so it's just all of this of like, can we, we culture, not like you and me, we'll talk shit about people all the time. That's why we have (laughs) microphones. (laughs) But um, we want other people to listen to it as we do. Exactly. Exactly. But it's just like, oh God, this still, I, we've got. We've got Gwyneth Pelcher. We've got Scandaval to talk about. There's no body positivity there. Everyone's horrible. Everyone's naked. Everyone's screwing each other. And they're all terrible human beings. They're the the scum. (laughs) And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I cannot. I just can't get enough. I I like haven't, I haven't been reading. I like haven't been consuming (laughs) things. I've just, how could you, how could you, because you know what? The world is giving us something far better than any fiction writer could give us. And that is really like something to celebrate in this country. Yes. Just like a true Bambi eyed sociopath who is Mm -hmm. breaking apart a, of an dysfunctional relationship, oh. an established yet dysfunctional toxic relationship. Oh, and an awful one. Ugh, but it's just, it is a lot. And um, I think one person should not have to feel all of the things that we're feeling on the spectrum that we're feeling them at one time. So maybe that's, <laughs> that's what my breaking point was today. Yeah, maybe it was that it was like, there's, there's no more Gwyneth. I need some endorphins. <laughs> Gwyneth has brought me as far as she possibly could. <laughs> and now I can't afford the supplements that she's offering me. <laughs> So here's what I have. Yes. Um, that's great. So uh, I have read. And so I do want to tell you this story. Okay. I went on a work trip a few, a couple months ago, maybe in January. And I fell asleep whilst holding my Kindle Paperwhite at the hotel. <laughs> okay. As per sure. usual. In the morning, I forgot to fish it out of the covers. I lost my Kindle Paperwhite. Oh. Very sad. And I say paper white because very specifically if you want a kindle that's the one you should get because yeah. it's not bright so i've been trying to read on my phone i think i told you like that's yeah. not been going real great for me yeah. um but a friend uh gave me paperback copies of it starts with us it ends with us and it starts with us have you read <sighs> oh girl Friends? yeah okay. uh yes i have well so i i've audiobooked uh it ends with us. And 
I think my, my key, have you started? Have you read? Have you Okay, So that's what I was going to say. I I brought them both to the island with us Mm. and I finished It Ends With Us and I started It Starts With Us and it was very refreshing to hold a book. But in the meantime, the hotel shipped me back my paper white and my glasses that I didn't even know I'd left there, but I had been (laughs) sleeping in my contacts. So because I refused to get 17 more dollars worth from Zenny Optical. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, that was a delightful experience to have a book in hand, but now I have my paperweight back. I never yeah. have to touch a book again, Perfect. but, um, I did finish. Yeah. So I'm like a third of the way into it starts with us. I'm done with it ends with us. Okay. Um, I have thoughts. I'd love to know your thoughts. I am so glad that when I was listening to it on audiobook, I, the narrator was able to be understood at two times speed. So I could finish <laughs> that mm-hmm. horrible book as fast as possible. Okay. What did you hate about it? Uh, everything. Besides everything. the name Ryle. <laughs> Besides the name Ryle and Atlas. Yeah. Um, I mean, keep in mind, I had a crush on a boy when I was in high school. His name was Haven. Like legit was his name. <laughs> okay. Well, so, like, is he called Hoover's son? Uh, no, um, but he lived in Maine. So I guess it's oh, Maine. That all works out. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry to David, but um, yeah. I, I feel like I've put it so far behind me now. So I, <laughs> I am a book. I'm a it book ends quitter. with that. Yes, mm-hmm. Seriously, it ends with that. Um, I'm a proud book quitter and I persevered with this one mm-hmm. be- because hype. Like, because the mom's club I'm in, it was like the mom's club book club pick a couple months back. And then everyone's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you saw the casting news and blah, blah, blah. And I was just, and I was like, everyone, everybody seems to have read this book. Let Mm -hmm. me not wait another five years to read it because that's usually my timing. I'm like, hip things are happening. Oh my God. I, I, I just hated all of it. I hated (laughs) all of it so much. I, um, I know that we are supposed to feel like compassion for the, for Lily's situation, not being black and white. Mm-hmm. And I think it's supposed to be like, this is why this is the, right, right. um, and also fuck that shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. I do yeah. think that that's good. And I hope that you let left that exact review. <laughs> I, I really also like as somebody who really does enjoy romance books, um, the sex scenes were bad. They were very bad. They were bad. Like this is also supposed to like, be hot and like this deeply, like all he wanted was like, I really want to fuck you and all this stuff. And it was like, why? What about like, and I'm like, she really? doesn't seem like that great. First she of all, seems <laughs> fine. Like what? Okay. Which like, sure. F- like vanilla girls are allowed to get. Railed, I also but, am fine. You know, I don't know. Fine, right? But like, I just, the sex scenes were bad. The like, Oh my God. The Ellen DeGeneres stuff. I wanted that to. That was so cringy. I wanted to, to rip read. my eyelashes out. I was like, what the fuck is this? It was like Colleen Hoover fanfic to Ellen DeGeneres, which was, was very so weird. I had associate from that piece of it. And Ugh. the fact that I could not ever buy Ryle and Lily as a couple. No. Um, but I will say, not thrilled with the casting news. Yeah. Not that I'll watch the movie. Blake Lively is not great, period. She's like, great. 
Like Lily, which also Lily is supposed to be 23, owns a fucking business mm-hmm. in the city of and Boston. It. Crushing like, it. And it's like making a zillion dollars selling goth flowers and chain. I can't. And also steampunk flowers. Steampunk flowers. I just. I really. uh, Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I did. But I had the real thrill of finishing a book quickly, which I haven't done. So that tempered my thoughts on it because I was like. I'm reading a real book. Look at me <laughs> go. Flip, flip, flip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so high on that experience that I'm like, this book was great. I can't wait to finish the next one. But I'm slowing down on that one because yeah. I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. I um, I also will say for anyone listening who was like, what? I loved it. I truly, truly mm-hmm. am not here to yuck anyone's yum. I thought, uh, I just, I, I thought it was poorly written. I mm-hmm. thought- the characters were all horrible people. None of them Except deserved- Atlas. Atlas, do you think he was horrible too? He was a homeless teenager. He was a homeless teenager, yeah. But also like, I don't know, I really hate the trope in books where it's like, if you said one thing, all of the next 400 pages would be <laughs> yeah. solved. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, if only Ellen DeGeneres had made an actual appearance, everything would have been solved, first well, of all. She, well, she signed the book and it was in his house. I can't. I can't. It was so stupid. And I'm like mad. I spent so much time listening to it, but also I'm glad I never have to do it again. And it just reminded me that like, oh yeah, I can. It, it reiterated the fact that I like am a book quitter. I will be, mm-hmm. I will put that hat back on next time I'm reading something and I'm like, what on earth (laughs) is this? And, and also that like (sighs) volume readers does like a a lot of people reading something does not mean a lot of more people should. Well, you know how I feel about hate books. So I'm glad that you do feel that way with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is we're at like 45 minutes, 42 minutes. Is there anything on your list? I will hold it up for you. This is a book that I am reading and it's actually a book. Um, it's called everyone in my family has killed someone. (laughs) Okay. I'm sold immediately. (laughs) Immediately. Um, and I am about, I would say I'm about a quarter of the way into it. And, um, the narrator is funny in that, um, he's like, I'm a true crime writer. I'm an author. So like, I know all the tropes of mystery books and like, I know. Okay. So like, if you want to get to all the gory details, go to page 78, 124, 206. Like those are the deaths in the book. And like, and like, but also like, I really hate an unreliable narrator trope. Like you can trust me because I know what I'm talking about, which like, (laughs) okay. So it's so tongue in cheek. It is, um, you know, there's like a whole section where he's like, all right, we're going to talk about this now. And then the next page is like, we're going to talk about, mm, no, I don't really want to talk about that. We'll get back to this. <laughs> so it's very like, um, I almost want to say like, not in a goofy way, but I almost feel like it's like Ferris Bueller breaking the fourth wall. Yes. yes, yes, of yes. Like, Oh, you see that? Well, I know that she's going to be, it is, um, it is great. And it basically, the story is, so that that's him, the main, the character, main character and narrator. And basically the, premise i'm only in the first quarter of the book like i said um his brother killed someone and he was like witness to it and turned his brother in oh and then four or five years later when his brother's getting out there's his mother has insisted on a family reunion 
And so they're all at like a ski resort in chalets and they're all there. Waiting. Truly. I hope she's there and crashes into somebody or doesn't. Um, and then like the brother is going to be released and come right there to like rejoin the fray. And I love that. Yeah. So there's like the family fracture of like the brother telling the truth in court and sending their father like was also a crook. So like their last name is kind of tainted. Um, it is a delight thus far. And I will okay, keep you posted. Yeah. I can't wait for yeah. that. Well, I'll let you know how it starts with us is going <laughs> as I get through it yeah. in case you want that one. Uh, we have we just finished watching Shrinking on Apple yep. Plus, which I recommend highly it if is, you're looking for something. Yeah. It's like literally next on our list. Uh, we cannot continue with Daisy Jones. We're probably four episodes mm. in, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" But like the last episode's great. That is too long to hook me. That is too yeah. long. I got shit to do in my life. Um, so I'm not I'm not forcing myself to do that anymore. Um, we're obviously loving The Mandalorian because we're nerds. But then shrinking is definitely, um, that's next. And then weirdly, uh, because I, again, I never do anything when it's hyped. Um, I, we're binging the John Wick movies so that we can oh, go to the, that for you. Go, yeah, go to the theater and watch the fourth one, which is currently in theaters. And like, is, I don't know, just like, I don't know if this is a little known, but like, I love action movies. I love I them. I know that about you, but I, I feel the same way. Um, I love them. They're all, and this one, like the very first John Wick, we're watching. So first up, we had to like go to the library to like take them out on DVD because they're Micro from like <laughs> right uh, from like 2014. But I kept having John pause, and I was like, the choreography of this, yeah, it's like watching a ballet with blood <laughs> and like yeah. crush bone crushing. But like it is, I'm, I'm just I'm truly loving it. Truly, truly That's loving great. it. Um, and it's just like a weird thing. Like John is not a binger. Like, he, mm-hmm. you know, let's say like a, a TV show drops and like all 10 episodes are out. We'll watch like two in a night. And he's like, that's it. I need it to percolate a bit. I need, <sighs> he's like, I need to, I need to let it settle. So he's seen all the John Wick movies. Like he mm-hmm. traveled. Oh my God. He traveled internationally so much in the first part of our marriage. Um, he's like, oh yeah, I've seen them all on planes. I've seen them all over oceans before, okay. but, um, <laughs> You know, but but just all the reviews that I'm seeing are like this John Wick Four is just the epitome. It's so good. It's better than the others. It's all the okay. and just like all the buzz about it. And I was like, John, should we just do this? Should we just watch these movies? Yeah. He's like, I really think you'll like them. Uh, I'm finished with the first one. We're like halfway through the second. I am loving them. And and I will also say, uh, Monday, I was like, John, I'm not going to want to watch any shooting tonight. Yeah, um, yes, very specifically. Yeah, yeah. so we started we started John Wick 2 yesterday, Wednesday night. We only watched about half of it, but like, man, there is literally a scene uh, where he's like getting suited up by um, – like in the, in this world, there's this whole, it, it, it's kind of like um, in Pirates of the Caribbean, there's like rules all of the different pirate factions live mm-hmm. by, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of like keep all of these criminals civilized in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, there's kind of similar rules and parameters for this like John Wick uh, underworld. And so there's this one guy who's like, you go into his you know, his shop and like, you can get this thing and then you get a knife and then you get a nunchuck and then you get a pistol and this and that. 
And like, he was talking through like the benefits of an AR-15. And I was like, oh, I was like, no, I can't. Yeah. I cannot. And just, and then he like uses the AR-15 in a fight sequence later on in the movie. And I just was like, Whew. okay, I, I intellectually know yeah. that this is fake and this is a movie and I am sick to my stomach about it. Yeah. Watching yeah. The, like this movie was made in 27. Like I, I know, I know Keanu Reeves does not know that three mm-hmm. nine-year-olds were killed with one this week. I know that, but like, I'm just going, I'm just going to, yeah. just going to need a minute to like, let that one, uh, kind of metabolize. Uh, so yeah, just like, you know, just heads up on that. But otherwise the story itself is just like really, it's really excellent and very, um, very compelling and makes me really glad that I bought a popcorn machine for John for Christmas a few years ago. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. Um, that's great. And that's a good uh, recommendation to settle into a nice movie binge between yeah. shows. Yeah. Well, before we sign off for the night, I just have three words that I yeah. want to motivate you by. Okay. And that's just keep swimming. Okay. Oh, I hate you so much. I hate it. I hate it. I will, I will tell you uh, at our library, there was a donor who didn't donate a bunch of new books. Uh, but was like, <laughs> I want to donate a saltwater fish tank to the children's department. Well, sure. Cause like rich white water men. and books. Yeah. Water and books mix. Well, fine. But they do have a fish, like a Dory fish. And they do have two, clownfish like a marlin and nemo fish but i guess like the pet shop guy who was like sourcing all of these fish there's like a regular size clownfish and then the little itty bitty one he's got the little like he does condition i guess and this guy was like oh my god it's going to a children's library you have to have this one which i just thought was so sweet and very sweet so like literally every kid obviously looks at like an orange striped fish it's like it's nemo but then you see the little looks like it is nemo it's his lucky fin i'm like yes it is yes it is i love that And I wish Ellen were here with all of us. Don't we all always? No, I'll take one of Paltrow and her weird ass glasses. Her weird glasses and her day. Uh, All right. Well, we will be back here sometime whenever we're here. Yeah. Before the Vanderpump Rules reunion airs. Yes. That's a good, that's a good milestone. Yeah. Norbeth learning, um, songs from Annie in her theater, musical theater class. Oh, and thoughts and prayers so, to that. <laughs> yeah. So we listened to a hard knock life and she's like, why are those kids getting kicked? And I'm like, eh, it's the thirties. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and she's like, get my medicine from the, or stay out of my medicine cabinet. And I'm like, eh, yeah. Anyway, I was going to start belting out into tomorrow, but I won't. Yeah, and we're, and we're not going to record tomorrow. Let's be real. We don't need to do that. So we'll be here sometime, but you can always find us on Instagram. You can find us in our inbox. We might not find you, but you can find us there. And uh, we will talk soon. Yeah, we will leave you with Gwyneth Paltrow's closing words from her trial where she turned to the defendant and said, I wish you well. 